Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> All right, do a little intro and then we'll do it. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like someone was doing something bad to me. Welcome back to Turd Polisher, the podcast where the first truth is that suffering, pain, and misery exist in life. The second truth is that this suffering is caused by selfish craving and personal desire. The third truth is that this selfish craving can be overcome. And the fourth truth is that the way to overcome this misery is through the discussion and covering of one's least favorite song. Our guest today is a very funny comedian whose talents can be seen on the web series Defected. She is also in the band Jewel Rider. Please welcome Rachel Young. Rachel! Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Navid. I'm so excited to be here talking about the worst song ever, in my opinion. Yes. That's so exciting. That was quite the intro, Gabe. Thank you. I may have stolen part of it from the Siddhartha. I was wondering where I'd heard that before. Yeah, it was Buddha. Anyway. Classic. Okay, so that song, what is that song, Rachel? For me personally, that song is by a group called Cherry Poppin' Daddies, and it's called Zoot Suit Riot. God, this took me down just the recesses of the memories. Yes, just like of memories I bet you didn't want to be reliving. Middle school came like flooding back again. Memories you don't want. Yeah, Yeah. I will just say that when this song was fresh, I liked it. I I was into it. I saw them live at the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma. What? Uh, (laughs) Well, because like, so I was like a big. I mean, I must have been like eleven or twelve. Like. See you in a fedora. <laughs> well, it wasn't like that. So like, it was like I was into ska. I was like a ska punk kid, yeah. and the, and Cherry Pop Daddies, I guess, was like a ska punk band, and then they kind of morphed like the okay. swing, the swing okay. thing from like Swingers, the movie, yes. and everything. Like there, all of a sudden, was this sort of like movement revival or whatever, and um, and so it was just sort of like oh, like we go to see this, we go see ska and punk bands every weekend. And then I went to see this one. I didn't really know who they were, but they had like totally like the suits and they had like podiums. And, and they were called Cherry Pop and Daddies at the time? They've always been called Cherry Pop and Daddies as far as I know. What did you think as an 11 year old? When did you understand? Did you understand? <laughs> no, I did not understand Thank that God. name when I was that age. I didn't either. And I heard it recently and it was almost like I had buried it down so deep. I was like, that is not a thing. And yeah, I, would, I, I always say that this is the worst band name in the world. Like it's yeah. the worst band name. It's the most offensive. Yes. Like band name. It's so gross. And yes. you know, for like a mainstream band, it's crazy that they got away with having a name like that. That's how I feel. It's like we were all, um, what year did this song come out? 98. 98. Exactly. That's what I figured is like this time in the nineties that it was just sort of like, anything goes like we we've made it folks and i just feel like it was this acceptance of so many awful things and one of them being this band and their name and i find it it that it should have been illegal if we're gonna censor (laughs) prince 
<laughs> darling Nikki, you're really gonna yeah. your tipper is gonna come after you. Really, we're gonna allow cherry. I don't. You should bleep it when we record this. It should be like cherry beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which word? Which part of it's the I, worst? I, that's such a good question. <laughs> I hate the word daddy and I hate the revival that it is having. You mean like when people say like daddy like? Like yeah, that. or like yes, daddy. <laughs> Even saying it now yeah. is like. Who <laughs> is saying that? I hate it so much. I fear that someone's going to like cut that part of the podcast and just like yeah. post that everywhere um, yeah. or have it as a ringtone or something. But like I hate that it's having a moment and a thing. And. All of it is like it gets worse with every word that you say. You're like cherry, okay, poppin'. Oh no, daddy's. Oh my god, <laughs> like someone call someone. I thought they just liked eating cherries. <laughs> like they liked popping them into their mouths. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that isn't that what it is. That is what I will right. choose to believe, is yes. so that I don't go to prison for murder <laughs> of the cherry right. poppin' daddies. <laughs> No, it is the yuckiest name. If, uh, yeah. My friend actually told me I was I was drunk when this happened, but I was on tour and we were sleeping in a tent, me and my friend, guitar player, and he told me the next morning, he was like, last night, right before you went to bed, out of nowhere, you said to me, how do they get away with calling their band the Cherry Poppin' Daddies? That's like super fucking offensive. And then I just like <laughs> fell asleep. Like It was like half asleep, drunk, like... Oh epiphany you know but like yeah. i think yeah. i think maybe it was it was um it was hitting me then like it hit me right. 20 years late yeah that, that... you couldn't process it then and yeah. you know were we dealing with the impeachment at this time i feel like we were all just sort of caught up in sort of this sexual uh craze in america and we were all just a cherry poppin daddy in our, in our own way <laughs> <laughs> and that maybe, was what it, why yeah. it was allowed i don't know well then also Another swing revival band from the same era was the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So they were having they were having like a daddy, a daddy off, a daddy yeah. comeback then too. You know what I mean? Like it's like cyclical. It's or, cyclical. Or, I was just gonna say this is okay. We're since we're seeing a pattern here. It's a uh, a pattern emerges. A daddy pattern yeah. emerges. Yeah. <laughs> since we're on the topic, let me hit you with some song facts here. Please, please do. So, of course, the song is Zoot Suit Right by the aforementioned Cherry Poppin with a apostrophe Poppin Daddies. It was written by Steve Perry. Not that Steve okay, Perry like, of <laughs> Journey fame. It is Steve Perry, the front man of the Cherry Poppin Daddies. <laughs> they are from Eugene, Oregon, in fact. Oh, that Indeed, tracks. yes. They were in the thick of the 90s swing revival. Other bands that were part of that whole thing were uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And it's you and me and Bottom X, Reed and I. Yeah. Royal Crown Revi Review, sorry you. were like the one of the uh, forerunners of that Brian Setzer baby, baby, it looks like it's and uh, San Francisco legends LaVey Smith and her red hot skillet liquors I want a big fine daddy Oh, I, I saw them at the county fair. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like You're a Forrest like there, Gump. I was there. I was there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forrest Gump of the like swing revival. Yeah. I was accidentally there in my checkered <laughs> pants or whatever. And I'm like, hey, Scott show. And, they're, and I'm like, wait, what? Swing show? Like, right. 
Yeah. So California was the epicenter of the swing revival. Uh, the Brown Derby Club in L.A., uh, which was uh, in the movie Swingers, and then Club Deluxe in San Francisco were like the two biggest places for the swing revival. The movie Swingers, there was the movie Swing Kids, and The Mask. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're all around the same time, <laughs> yeah. just tapping into that. Yeah. And yeah, what is yeah. credited as like the kind of jumping off point of making the swing revival huge, there was a... Gap commercial where they were swing dancing wearing khakis. I remember this. And a, I believe the song was Jump and Jive and Whale, right? Right. So, like, from that, like, everything kind of blew up. Everyone's like, yay, swing dancing. And I remember, like, my cousin was in like dance class when we were in junior high and she would make me swing dance with her. And I was like, ah, this is cool. Like swing dancing. Oh, that- so I was, I also bought in game. Yeah. yeah well, in hook, line and sinker. I feel like I saw yeah. all those bands like at Warp Tour, like on that year. It was sort of like, you know, they just snuck them in there. Yes. It was sort of like, yeah. they were just trying anything. It was like, I mean, ska was a revival thing too. Like it was third wave ska and like whatever. And so it was just sort of like, they were like, let's tack this on. And they have the horns anyways. Like it's very, yeah, yeah. We're already here with the horns. And like the, um, the aesthetic for Ska, like the style was really stupid. And they did have the hats, like especially like Mighty and Mighty Boston's and stuff. And they have the suspenders. And it's sort of like, it wasn't that hard to just tweak it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't like, um, I mean, the swingers thing where it's like, the music was like heavily about alcohol, right? Yeah. And like, like pro- I imagine because it's like Prohibition era mm-hmm. type vibes. Yeah. But there's like the sort of drinking a whiskey. And, it, and <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. there's something super sleazy about it. Yes. Uh, but I do recall yeah. like, so many people could like swing dance, which yeah, compared yes. to ska, which like skanking, you just kind of, it's <laughs> yes. like a very like uh, intuitive dance form. It's very basic. Yeah. Swing Definitely. dancing isn't. Swing dancing is like, there are moves. Like, people are being swung around. Yeah. Yes. It's dangerous Throat. dancing. Their own. Yeah. Yes. Dangerous. Absolutely. It's not, it's for tough guys. So how many people yeah. out there, it's my question, how many people out there that we know like they took all those lessons. That information is sort of dormant in these people. Like dormant. I love that it's like re- laying rest, just waiting to hear the yeah. first few notes of just waiting for the next zoot, revival zoot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's so weird because I feel like for how much work that took and how much like inertia that movement had, it really seemed to stop really suddenly. Like all of a sudden, it was just like didn't happen. It wasn't happening anymore. Like the next year at Warp Tour. No more swing bands. Why? Because it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, what was it? What was it? it was ninety, like ninety seven, ninety eight, yeah. probably into ninety nine. It was yes. still popular, and then I want to argue that nine eleven. Like, like, did that? I, I know it's like my first instinct always is to say because it changed yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah. am thinking like, okay, what about? Just the fact that we were all freaking out about Y two K and just like yeah. the future and like things shutting down and I like the Matrix was coming. I feel like we almost during the that late nineties, early aughts, it was like more of like okay, now we're gonna all start listening to Alice DJ and like hitting beats. Like I feel like it ushered it. That was more when techno started to get more mainstream, and I, I think swing. I just remember feeling like my dad likes this in in with the nerdy stuff that my dad liked you know what i mean it was like this is just not cool yeah and i think we as a country started moving into more futuristic techno binary code i don't know yeah i mean there was such a well also sort of skipped over like 1999 of like boy bands 
Absolutely. And like, you know, Britney Christina Aguilera. Yes. Martini in a bottle, baby. But also like new metal, Limp Biscuit, Corn. There were oh, there was such gosh. a tidal wave of t- trash that it just yes. it just blew away like it just yes. the swing yes. but like ska got swallowed up by swing and then swing got just kind of yes. swallowed up by everything but also like this song we'll get to it more in depth has the scatting section uh, for the bridge but then corn has a lot of scatting yeah. So it's not that far removed. Right. Really. Right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely They're right. They're so similar. Yeah. I, I I mean, it's it feels like it was such a fleeting moment, but then I do think about it, and we talked about this on the group chat a little, like, I do, did enjoy Mambo number five. A little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side. And would you mm. call that, like, swing revival? Like, is that in that same vein? Yes, but, like, techno also, you know? He's... Like he says Mambo, but he definitely has the zoot suit look. Yeah, yeah. But it's got like the kind of techno four on the floor situation right, going right. on. But it's got the horns, which mm-hmm. are swinging. And that song's just good, also, it is the other is. thing. Yeah, it just is good. This, not, this is what it's nobody's supposed. talking about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, easy, easy. Yeah, there's no, that has not even been suggested for an episode, so no one hates that. But I would say, too, like, that's an answer to, like, Ricky Martin. Yeah, absolutely. So a few more, a few more quick notes here. Yes. This song did reach number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100, but more importantly... It was on volume one of Now That's What I Call Music, which are still coming out incredibly. They're in the 70s now. Wow. Um, And it was nominated for Best New Artist VMA in 1998, but it lost to Torn. Uh, Natalie and Bruglia. Thank God it lost to Torn, yeah. Timeless song. yeah. 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 Both very moving, and very moving pieces. Then the <laughs> subject matter of the song, the Zoot Suit Riots were a real historical event in Los Angeles. In 1943, I didn't know about this at all, of course. No. 1943, there was fabric rations because of the war. And so they were cracking down on people wearing baggy clothes. And so, of course, that was Latino and African-American people right. whose fashion sense was wearing Zoot Suits. So... Uh, 200 n- Navy, n- naval people, Navy men, uh, yeah. <laughs> came into Los Angeles and went around beating up people in zoots, zoot suits. Wow. Jesus. And just like, like a bunch of people died, like hundreds of injuries. Um, so it's like a historically traumatic, super racially charged event wow. that became... The funny thing is, it's like, like, this song is not about that. Like, no one could argue it. It's basically just like, the name of those riots is the name of this song. And then it's like, yeah, like he's talking about getting dressed up and going out and and partying and and right. Yeah. Drinking Mm -hmm. a beer and putting the comb through your hair. Totally. Getting all the gals. So our guy, Steve Perry, not that Steve Perry, (laughs) says, I don't mind if people take it as a Latino anthem, but I was just trying to pay tribute to this new breed of swingers that was emerging. I just like stylish people. I don't know. I... Woof. That is... I give that... Big old... On brand with how I would feel about... 
about a cherry pop and daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, for the record, that track. they're from Eugene, sure, but people think of them as a Portland band. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Just saying. I, uh, the good thing is that I'm new to Portland and I'm <laughs> I'm from Seattle. Ever heard of it, honey? Nirvana? Um, know about them? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. God, I heard of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You heard of them? So. Oh, that was actually a fine segue. I just wanted to mention again, like the second most horrible band name is Pearl Jam. Oh, I mean, thank you. I'm glad that we've ha- had a moment here now to discuss this. From it's Seattle. like, yeah, you could have a whole podcast maybe just discussing like awful band names and maybe they would just be two episodes. It might just be Cherry <laughs> yeah. Pop and Daddies and Pearl Jam. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Cream might fit in there. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, okay, okay, but, great, you're right. But Pearl Jam again, like that didn't hit. I was it big into Pearl Jam when I was eight years old. Never did I know what that might be a euphemism right. for. And it took me like, it was later in life where I was like, I just said it one day and I was like, oh, I said, you know, I said a bad word. I said a bad oh, wow. word. So, but is that really, was that their intention with the, I had always heard as I'm from Seattle, like that's what, it, <laughs> that's what it's for. That's what it's called. But I was always like, is that what the band wanted or were, were they intending to do it? Or is it something that just got interpreted that way? Or is it like, no, it's, I think it's it was in, intentional from everything I've heard. Damn. Of course. I mean, yeah, they I were know, like, sorry. what? They're <sighs> teenage boys. Teenage boys. Listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember reading, yeah, reading like, or, or seeing on MTV news or some such thing when I was a kid where they were like, or it was like in Rolling Stone where it was like, someone asked them, what's the name mean? And they're like, oh, our grandma Pearl used to make this jam. jam. And they're like, oh. looking back at that, it's like, that's so made made <laughs> up after the yeah. fact yeah. because you're like <laughs> yeah, accidentally you... huge. And um... yeah, exactly. <laughs> My God, it's so it's The so 90s gross. were just like a wild time. It's so gross. It's so offensive. How can we say this on the radio? And and you're just gonna introduce that in all earnest, like number forty one this week, right. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. And I honestly had no, I also had no idea about the zoot suit thing. I had no idea what a zoot suit was. I had only ever heard the word zooted as like to get zooted, oh. to cheap, <laughs> to smoke weed. Oh, okay, and okay. You get oh. zooted. <laughs> so I was like, is that what it's for? To zoot suit? Is it something with that? But no, they're it's. It's something far more rooted in white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, of course. Yeah. As all, as yeah. seemingly all things are, as we uncover them here in America. Yes. 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 It's happened. It happens sometimes on this podcast where we have, we have us. I bet you've already had this moment on the <laughs> we've podcast. Had, like, we're like, dig a little bit into a song and we're like, oh, oh my God. I don't, <laughs> yeah, here's where that comes I don't even from. think we're allowed to talk about this. And so nope. uh, those are the lost, lost episodes. Who knew that Zoot Suit Riot would be one that we'd be like, yeah, I mean. It's a lot. And the song itself, the scat part, I mean, listen to it. And oh. man, I, 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 can't, I can't fucking believe it. Just, just, I, I can't even. Uh, okay. Just thinking about that scat part is so fucking funny. It's so funny. And uh, it is. It is. It's very. It's child. I don't want to say it's childlike, but it's childish. It's just very. It's very yeah. silly. It's very silly. It's very silly. It's very silly. It, so it's and the whole song is super silly. <laughs> the whole swing movement is silly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It like tickles in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of goofballs, and maybe that's yeah. why we let them have that name. It's just like, oh yeah, you're the cherry popping daddies guys. Okay, you yeah. know what I mean? Sure. Like I'm sure you're yeah. popping a lot of them. What's your favorite? Um, scat part though. Um, scat man, probably. I'm a scat man. 
Oh no, I meant in this song. Oh, in this song. Okay. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I was thinking of this. You I was like, us. I'm a scatting man. I just wanted to start yeah. doing it. That song, I also uh, love. I yeah. love it's that song. That's my favorite scat part. Yeah. I just always try to do it. I always like. I'm finding myself doing scat man around my house all the time and just being like. But it like gets me hyped up to do dishes and yes. stuff. I'm just like, yeah. I am a scat man. Like, yes. Scat man, the song yeah. and his whole story, Scat Man John, is that he <laughs> suffered from uh, stuttering. Oh, wow. So he found that he could, like, scat. when he would scat and sing, he wouldn't stutter. We need and this so coming of age of story. Man. So when he would, uh, in the song Scat Man, aside from the scatting, the lyrics are. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back, because if the scatman can do it, mm. so can you. Okay, I, my I'm eyes are welling man. up with Same. tears. I know, it's so sweet. Yeah, I'm, I I'm actually touched in, yeah. <laughs> by an angel of scatman. Yeah. So good. See scatman how John, polar, like, yeah. uh, cherry pop and dice, take notes. Yeah. Take notes. era that they're tapping into. Totally different experience. He's got the pinstripe. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm all for it. Well, there's a, I yeah. am all there's for it. There's an honesty to the scat, man. Like you, it's palpable even if you're not it's conscious of that story. Thing. Like that song's charming. That song's yeah. fun. It is. It's fun. Yes. Charming. I love that there's a tale behind it of like perseverance and adversity yes. and we end up with a banger. So good. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolute banger. I noticed that when I was, cause I really, I was like, I, I didn't know if I should like listen to the song a ton or like listen to it kind of once or twice. And I listened to it a couple times and like, I did find that every time I heard it or would get it in my head, it, tra it transfers directly into the fairly odd parents theme song for me in my mind. I don't know if you guys are familiar at all, but it immediately just goes into fairly odd parents, like with, without missing a beat. Oh. And so it is very childlike to me. Yeah. I just immediately, it's cartoonish. And um, wasn't there sort of also like a cartoon with like a a big fox or wolf that wore a zoot suit that would like snap? Or is, I'm, I'm just oh, like, yeah. again, on the mood board, I'm seeing like Roger Rabbit, Joe Campbell. Totally. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just a myriad of like cartoon The characters. wolf in the zoot suit sounds familiar to me. Is that a Paul? Is that the Paula Abdul video I'm thinking of, or is this? No, a, that's different. I think that's okay. just like a, that's a cat. Maybe it's that movie Sky. Cruel, cruel, cool world. Cool world. Cruel world. Cool world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool mm. world. Yeah. Maybe it's from that. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Well, no. There was like the. There's like the classic like fox. Then the tongue sticks out and rolls oh, to the exactly. floor. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 So okay. the eyes, auga. Yeah. Auga. Of course, auga. Like in the mask. Yes. Yeah. We're back. Oh, okay. We're back with we found it. Uh, another swing band I just remembered was uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers. That yes. was like, a, I felt like that was. I, I had their name written down and I must have deleted it by accident. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to have to put a clip of their song in. <laughs> no. So I uh, removed them. Well, now you have to. In the afterlife, you could be headed for the serious try. Now you make the scene all day, but tomorrow there'll be hell to pay. What is up with these names? Yeah, Squirrel Nut Zipper euphemism or just nonsense you want to think it's nonsense but it's probably you the want first to thing. hope for nonsense yeah. Yeah. yeah so aside from everything what <laughs> specifically about this song triggers you aside from like the name of the band yeah <laughs> aside from literally being like why the fuck would i ever choose to listen to or support yeah. anyone that would have this train of thought because like do you get triggered by like any of the other i mean obviously mama number five 
top 10 song of all time. So <laughs> Absolutely. That doesn't yeah, trigger yeah. you. Perfect song. One bit. Positively uh, triggered. I've triggered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trigger happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, you know, like there's Jump, Jive, and Whale. There is... Um, I have no problem with those. It's like, yeah, have yeah. your fun. I'm not going to be a part of it. I can see you jump, jiving, and wailing, and I'm enjoying yeah. it. And with Zoot Suit Riot, it's like the affectation of Steve Perry, not that Steve Perry's voice, if he is the lead singer, like I mm-hmm. hate what he's doing with his voice so much. It sounds fake and weird and like he's putting on an accent. And I, when anyone does that musically, I find it like... Like, it sounds like we're watching a musical, which I'm also fine with, but we're listening to the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, and that's not fine. I just hate the sound of his voice. I hate when songs are like stories. Do you know what I mean? When you're telling a story, and it's like, starts it off with like, who's that? And I'm just like, I'm already, no. Right. Don't, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear it from your voice. Like, if this was in the musical Chicago, instead... I'd be like, oh... I'd be yeah. clapping, honey. Yeah, yeah, I would be standing O, like, but I feel like because it's like a band that was recorded and plays live and we're yeah. supposed to consider this music and you're not giving me like a show that I want to see right. or telling me a story that I want to hear. No. I watched the music video and at the intro, it's Steve Perry in a ridiculous looking zoot suit with a big old hat on yeah. and he's got the biggest smile on his face. Oh. He's just dancing. And I had to pause it, and I laughed for, like, a solid minute before I could continue. Um, I know this is an audio uh, medium, but uh, well, we'll, we'll put it on the Instagram or something, yeah. a clip of that. It's... Play a clip of his face for the, list- yes. for the listeners at home. Yeah. Dude, his face is all... It's, it's all... It's he's all... all... <laughs> and then he's like... Uh... Dude, I do. Dude. I listen to podcasts and they do that all the time. I'm like, all the why time. are you guys doing this? Now we're doing this. I know. I know. Just let me just describe your face. Now you do it. Right. So he's got like teeth. <laughs> I, I don't know. You might have to cut this part out. It's not okay. 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 Yeah. Eyes. Oh shit. Okay. His face is adorable. If that, <laughs> if not Veed was the singer of this band, I'd be. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I would love yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> 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 his, his solo project is called Cherry Popping Daddy. Singular. Yeah, just singular. singular. Yeah. Oh, Ma- my last name is Manu Cherry, so it'd be Manu Cherry Popping Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> ah. oh. Was 41 what they peaked at? Because that makes yeah. me ha- I thought it was honestly a more popular song, and that makes me happy that it wasn't. It was higher on like the alternative charts and yeah. like the non-hot 100. Because who was like listening? Like who was this made for and we were talking about ska and all that but i'm like yeah who reasonably was like listening to this and, and requesting this I, out i think everyone oh yeah. boy because it i mean it was on now that's what yeah, i call music yeah, volume VMAs, one that shocked me that it was really yeah. nominated and all that yeah we all were just in it yeah and i think that the alternative thing is interesting like so our station in in the bay area was live 105 or like down in la it was like k-rock or whatever mm-hmm. but it was okay. like you know, during the 90s at some point, like early 90s, it was like grunge stuff. You know, you yep. know about that, right, Rachel Grunge? Um, I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was it was pretty heavily just kind of rock. And that was like alternative rock or whatever. And then eventually it, it would it branched a lot like uh, and it got yuckier and yuckier. And you, you would hear totally. like, um, you know, you hear songs like what was that song by White White Town? It's like. <laughs> That one was like a tech. It was sort of like oh, a techno yeah. song. So you start here. Yes. You're starting to hear like bands from like Britain and stuff that were basically like a DJ yeah. with a singer. It was sort of like 
it had no limits. And then so like, and then Ska was on there. You know what I'm saying? And it was like Real Big Fish was on there. Sell out with me, oh yeah, sell out. And then I, th- right. I think for people that aren't um, musicians, like people that aren't versed in uh, active music listening or have any sort of ear training at all, like people just hear right. music as sort of this, it's just a wall of sound coming at you and it just is whatever. So like if there's horns and singing, too, too many ears swing and ska is basically the same thing. Right. You know, that the line is blurred so well yes. that it's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's alternative. So that's, it was on that station, which I listened to live 105. This was definitely on there. That's how I heard it. Yeah. I feel like it was on our like 106.1, which was kind of our pop. Like we had a, an alternative mm-hmm. station that was mostly rock. And I think that this got played on like our next to Britney, next mm. to Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. I, I, or like our kind of more relaxed pop ones that would play like older pop with new stuff. I don't know. I was just thinking like what an odd time to be alive that was and what, what, ridiculousness was coming out in media and all forms and just like yeah how weird the y2k thing was and what what we were all going through as a people yeah i'm glad we're talking about this era of music because right around 1996 i I started feeling very betrayed like i was not a fan of like i was a huge fan of like you know grunge it was sort of like you could turn on the radio on that station it was just like Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun, and Pearl Jam, and Nirvana, all shit, I just, I loved all that shit, and then 1996 hit, and like, Eve 6, nothing but faith in nothing, Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20, all those bands, I fucking hated that so much, and I was just like, what's happening? It's not rocking anymore, and I was bummed, and it was not rolling. I remember just reverse fondly. I don't know. (laughs) I don't trust the radio at all anymore. That was where I really started having like a bad relationship with the radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. I, I, and I feel like for me, it was like, I was so engrossed in girl bands. I mean, like all I was listening to was Britney and Spice Girls and Christina Aguilera and anything that sounded like near this to me was just like, why are we listening to this? This is so outdated. It just was like, I, I don't know. I like reinventions of things, especially now. It's like, hear how many songs sound like they could have been made in 1986 that are on the radio right now. Like, clearly we're having like this sort of 80s revival. I love that. I'm all for that. But I feel like when you're just doing it again, like literally they're not doing anything that they could. That song could have come out in the what is the 20s even this era i'm always like yeah the 20 30 40s it's like a long period of time i guess for zoot suiting but i just feel like there's nothing new we have like the cheesiest stand-up baseline that's just like boom 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 but don't like i don't it's so cheap nothing is updated if you did like a 1999 techno which maybe what we will do for the cover who knows some kind of maybe. rave zoot suit Ooh, right? yes it. yes i'm hoping also this this uh episode can serve as sort of a cautionary tale because i'm there's a fourth wave of ska now i'm i'm scared and i'm i'm scared that <laughs> this swing revival is next Do you know what i mean because we've it's just history repeating history repeating itself yeah, and we're right. having to live through this again it's not something that yes. I, I want for us but in a pandemic can we i can't no. i can't do cherry pop and daddies and and COVID. I can't do yeah. them both. No. You're going to have to get rid of one and keep the other. You know, there's new Mighty Mighty Boston. They just played like Riot Fest. It's scary to see culturally things that were just like, you know what? No. 
we've said no this is not okay yes. anymore and those bands are like well okay we're still gonna stick around and we're like no yeah just say if you're gonna stick around just we don't want to know you know just stay away from us seriously but mighty mighty boston's have been just sort of like lurking this Maybe. whole time Maybe. and i just feel like maybe cherry pop and daddies are lurking too and i, I i'm worried you know <laughs> i think dead i think it's like stranger danger yeah yeah absolutely they're wa- awaiting their to to jump to the next opportunity to fucking swing down i mean a lot of people are like oh the roaring 20s mm. exactly like, you're so right wow yeah so you're right. This is a dangerous time, and I think it's our responsibility to nip this in the bud. Absolutely. I also think that, like, you know, I wanted to say, like, kids, but, like, you know, I'm a millennial, and there's there's this generation beneath us that I feel like, you know, is we all get obsessed with, like, the generation we weren't a part of. So now I feel like kids are like, oh, like, the 90s was, like, so cool, but they're just it doing all of it. And it's like, no, there were some things that weren't cool in the 90s that we knew weren't cool, Cherry Pop and Daddies being one of them. But they just are going to absorb it because, like, no, it's 90s. It's cool. It's like, it wasn't cool then. It's not going to be cool now. And Steve Perry should also just change his name. <laughs> uh, your name is taken already by a rocker. Well, I thought you were going to, you were saying that the Cherry Pop and Daddies should change their name, but now I see you're talking about the man. Uh, I also do believe that very strongly. And I hope that goes without saying that they should, they not only should like change their name, but somehow men in black, all of us, that that ever was a name, erase it from history, anything. Apologize. So let's go through these lyrics. Yeah, please. Starts off, who's that whispering in the trees? It's two sailors and they're on leave. Okay. Pipes and chains and swinging hands. But who's your daddy? Yes, I am. What is that sentence? Like, who's the protagonist here? This is what I'm saying. It's not even like good storytelling skills no, with it. Bad, so. yeah, bad prose. Then we have the, pre- yeah. then you got the uh, pre-chorus, which is fat cat came to play. Now you can't run fast enough. You'd best stay away when the pushers come to shove. It's just like all these like catchphrases. I was going to say, it's like they took like a the book era. of like 1920s words and we're just like, let's put as many of these as we can in here and, and yes. scat. And then the chorus, which we all know and love. And then at the end of the first chorus, he yells, blow daddy. Blow daddy. Which is 10 out of 10. <laughs> B- blow a horn. 10 out of 10, vomit. Yeah. Vomit RS. And so second verse is a whipped up jitter buggin' brown-eyed man, a stray cat frontin' up an eight-piece band. Cut me Sammy and you'll understand. In my veins, hot music ran. Sorry. What was the second to last line there? Cut me Sammy and you'll Sammy? understand. Like a name, Sammy, like name. a proper, like a proper name. Okay, like like Samuel or Samantha. Like what you would call a sandwich, respectfully, Sammy. Oh, Sammy. okay. Yeah. Sir Sammy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just couldn't understand that. Not that I. It's just that they yeah. didn't have any other word or lyric, and they needed a certain amount of syllables, and they're like, Sammy. Cut me, Correct. Sammy. Cut me, Sammy. Second pre second pre chorus is, you got me in a sway, and I want to swing you down. Now you sailors know where your women come for love. No, we don't. No, we don't know. They're saying nothing and also managing to be so offensive at saying nothing. I bet if you did the song at karaoke, it would kill. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, yeah, I... I think so. <laughs> it's got the call and response. Yeah. It's so, it's so stupid. I would love to witness someone attempting to do this at karaoke and hear the non-response of... I even hate how far back the riot is in there. It's like, bring that shit up. Like, let us feel like we're at a party. It's like, 
Like that's yeah. so lame. Like it's not strong. You can't even fucking riot. Um, Navid sent us yeah. a link to a acapella version of this song. Dude, dude, riot, riot, throwback I'm so sorry. Dude, that shit's crazy. Yeah. I hey, I think Navid always <laughs> does that to make sure we don't have to do an acapella version of any of these songs, which I really appreciate. Because I guess my yeah, comment be like, I, I got too. an idea. It's already been done. Sorry, I wish, Rachel, we could do it like that. But Damn, stolen right up from underneath I us. Know. Yeah. So, transition. How do we cover this song? What's the idea here? Tech, you're thinking techno, like Rammstein? Like, do. Yeah, industrial suit, suit. Oh, yeah. riot. You know, just like really bringing it all down, and like I am oh, your yeah. daddy. Like, you know what I mean? Just like really like dark. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was just my initial thought. Um, how do I ever enjoy this song? You know, I yeah. was just hearing that Put like some kind that. of beat behind it. Uh, wait, what's the? Uh oh, what's the band? Lincoln Park. I was thinking of it like Lincoln Park, like. <laughs> your daddy yes i am like kind of like that like really angsty you know Uh, i can feel that (laughs) you want to do like a seattle grunge version of it the idea i had uh earlier in this i was thinking it might be wise to put this song lyrics through google translate and then translate it back so it's oh, a little bit I different really like because it, yeah, I like that it already makes such little sense. I we have kind of like a vague rule about you can't really change the lyrics of a song, right. but um, I don't think we've had a song with lyrics like this though. With scatting, you know, with the scatting, <laughs> with, with this, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Like we did, we did Dave Matthews' "Ants Marching," but like that's at least like. It's a cohesive thought. Fair enough. And this is it like work. This is we didn't change the lyrics and it worked. Nonsense. This is a nineties fever dream. Sheer nonsense. Yeah. nonsense. I mean, yeah. and we did omit an entire verse. That's fine. Like I think it's okay to edit it. You know, I think it's Yeah, okay like to, a short Yeah. That's the other thing I hate about the song. I'm like, it's so long I feel that it's so long. And we're just zoot suit riding all over the place for a real Yeah, it's like you get the first chorus, you got the George of the Jungle drum intro. And then you get the first, you get the chorus, and then you get another chorus, and then you get the scatting part. This might be the first instance where the words are the worst part. Okay. And the the scat part. Yeah, can you call that words? But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I could hear it too, like kind of Mike Patton, uh, you know, Faith No More. Who's that yes. whistling in the trees? <laughs> you know, like that kind of a creepy too. We we spook it up mm-hmm. a bunch. Mm-hmm. Maybe we try like a Mike Patton mm-hmm. version of it. We try like a Rammstein version of it. Yeah. Like a nice industrial yeah. techno. Yeah. yeah. Some common threads in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then also like the techno, more like uh, <laughs> like Aqua. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world, in plastic. It's fantastic. Or something that could be like more yeah, like, exactly. like very like positive. 
Absolutely, yeah. Electronic. Okay. Uppity, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It doesn't have to be like scary. Zoom, zoom, right. I don't know what that was. Sorry, I'm just falling. <laughs> no, please. Yeah, keep it coming. Uh, like, it's, <laughs> or like or the Eiffel, Eiffel 65 or whatever. Like the, yes. I'm And honestly, like, that's the thing is, like, I thought, you know, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be right for this podcast because I actually love, like, terrible music. Like, all of those songs I'm obsessed Mm -hmm. with. I'm Blue. Like, anything that came out with made by any kind of computer from the year of, like, 82 until now, I'm like, this is a work of art. So, Cherry Pop and Nutties felt good because I was like, oh, no, most people do hate this song. I always feel like I'm liking songs that people are like, oh, my God, what the who are you? What are you listening to? I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to work. Maybe th- I do kind of feel like this is going to be like my, you know, Joker, like Heath Leather, Heath Leather's yeah. Joker, <laughs> where I'm just going to lose my mind trying to cover this song. Just like, gave <laughs> the cherry popping daddies inside of me and I'm sick. I can't do it anymore. I don't blame you. I'm just, you know, yeah. but you're not alone. So just I'm saying that now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, okay cool well well thanks Rachel for taking this time to do this with us and um, I feel like we we have some good ideas like for direction and and we'll be uh, in touch about ideas awesome thanks so much you guys see you later you got it later bye okay so we're back we're back we just quickly made a cover song and we're back yep it's pretty good right for how quick that was yeah (laughs) kind of banged it out it actually, right. it was surprisingly <laughs> popped out quickly. <laughs> popped out. I'm sorry. I know that I just said it, but when you did it again, <laughs> it was worse and weirder. No. Okay. But yes. Starting over. So yeah. we're back. Um, that cover was finished pretty fast, actually. <laughs> pretty quickly. We had a, it was easy to do, actually, because I was having a good time with it. Yeah, I think we had a nice, clear vision. When I first heard this, the very first bare bones sketch of like, okay, this is what we're trying to do. Obviously, some 90s house vibes. I was like, this is my every 90s house song that I love put into one song. I was like, this is Rhythm of the Night. This is the Rhythm of the Night. This is my favorite thing happening. Shake your body for me. Shake that body. Shake that body. People, come on, people, don't you know it's about time? Yes. There was a, I should have you know, so I moved to Portland, Oregon when I was 21. I had a real renaissance of that kind of music in my first house there. Like me and my, my, my roommates would listen yes. to those songs. And it was just like, you know, it started off like, ha, 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 ironic. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, by the end of the year, it was just like, these are the songs we listen to every day <laughs> in our house. And, <laughs> yes. and so like it turned from like, oh, this was that gross music that was always kind of around when I was a kid that I didn't like. And it turned into like, I love this. And it really kind of informed a lot of the music that I made. Over the next yeah. few years, I was in this That's band so sick. called like Mean Girls, which was like uh, very electronic, very cheesy, poppy, uh, influenced by this kind of stuff. And then I was also in this band called Hot Pink, which was very similarly. I love that. It's, so it's funny. So now I'm like, <laughs> I like this. I like this stuff. So I'm, I was glad <laughs> we went this direction. I love it. it was, I it's do good. too. I've always loved this kind of music. I had Ultimate Dance Party 1995. <laughs> yes, a, yes. On CD is a compilation that I had. And it had just any song from this era that you think of was on there. And I, that was on repeat for me 
1995 I when I was it. 10 years old. So <laughs> this kind of music's been always with me and I never disliked it. And <laughs> Same. And I think it was like my re-entry point because electronic music was popular, you know, early 90s, early mid 90s was really popular. And then it kind of it went away in the early 2000s a bit. And then it came back big with the dubstep movement. But that didn't really resonate with me. But just kind of exploring more into electronic music post dubstep and like finding house music again. I was like, oh, yes. like, I love this. I love this music, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. I've I've always loved it too, like as a kid, and I don't remember if we talked about this the first time we chatted, but like always loved as a kid, I felt in my bones like I want to be at raves. Like as a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old, I just fantasized at 21, I was going to move to like Seattle and just be a club kid. I figured the music would still be exactly the same when I turned 21. And the whole vibe of it was like so cool to me and very... I don't know, glamorous and just cool. It was just very cool to me as a kid. And I've always just loved to dance and dance music. So it's like, that was, you know, really just popular at the time. But for whatever reason, I've always stuck with it in a way. They've always kind of Mm -hmm. been on my playlists for partying and just like getting people riled up and stuff. It's like always had one or two of those like classic mid to late 90s, like house tracks. I just don't, I, I, they're so fun. Our local theater, the Phoenix Theater, there's a Halloween cover show. And a few years ago, my friends and I did Ace of Base. Yes. As a cover where we just played the karaoke tracks and our <laughs> two friends sang. <laughs> yes. And we literally just pretended to play keyboards behind them. And it was top five most fun I've ever had. Yes. Uh, air quotes playing music. I love that. I know. I was thinking like when the other thing I was like kind of insecure about or worried about when even like agreeing to do the podcast, I was like, okay, I know it's going to include a cover song. And in my own band, Jewel Writers, I was basically just coming to two people that understood how to read and write music and was like, I want to be in a band. I'll sing and you'll auto tune it and I'll write fun (laughs) lyrics and everything. But I, I was not musically versed at all. And like, it was so fun to play around with this. And obviously Dan helped so much, but it was just like... I felt like I could just dive right in and be like, let's be so ridiculous with this and have so much fun with it because that's what we're here to do. Like all those 90s songs are so like dramatic and almost like theatrical and like have Mm -hmm. these breakdowns of different voices or different duets and stuff. And it's just like, I, I feel like we did a good job of sort of honoring that. This is a good time for me to present a new segment of our podcast, which is called Gabe Fucked Up. Fuck. Um, when I introduced your <laughs> band, I called it Jewel Rider in the intro. So I've, I've had a lot of months here to sit, to think about this, and I just want to apologize to you. And Thank I want you. the people to know that it's plural, Jewel Riders. Because we all, yes, we are Jewel Riders, all of us, not just me. You know, exactly. Not the only one. I'd like to introduce a new segment onto your podcast called Rachel is kind of a perv too. <laughs> Say that I had talked about, oh my God, this band called Cherry Pop and Daddies and how terrible they were and they are. But with a band called Jewel Writers, I'm also sort of sensing that could be taken in multiple ways. I, I'm familiar with what's called a yoni egg. Are you guys familiar with this? Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, so so when, when we came up with Jewel Riders, I thought that could possibly, with the craze of goop and yoni eggs, people could get it in their head that that's what we mean. 
And I was okay with that risk. Yeah. <laughs> it's from a, 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 a cartoon that none of us had ever seen uh, called Je Princess Genevieve and the Jewel Riders, I believe. Oh, okay. And you know what? I just thought, I like that. I like jewels. I would be sick to ride them through space and time. And we went with it. So that's my pervy segment. I think that is a great segment that we should always have. On the always. Yeah. I'll just and pop in each episode. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I also have so many, so many guest segments that Gabe and I don't even need to talk anymore. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. I like that if someone's acting like a perv, we're like, you know, he's kind of a perv too. And then. Rachel's kind of a perv too. Yeah. Hey, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad we talked about that. Another thing Me I wanted too. to uh, rehash about the conversation we had perhaps a couple months ago, rehash. perhaps a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, we're talking a lot about censoring the cherry pop and daddies, like how they shouldn't be allowed to be on Spotify or they shouldn't <laughs> right. be allowed to be an anywhere. <laughs> right. And, they um, shouldn't be allowed to be. You know, I... And I, I mean, I'm talking about that too, you know, and um, I wanted to say, like, I, hear you. I want to live in a world in which people can say whatever they want, but yes. they don't, you yes. know what I mean? Yes. And that, that was yes. like, that was the difference I wanted to make. Like, uh, you know, I wanted to change my message here. It's like, yeah, I want, I don't want there to be censorship like that. Like there should be free speech. But we should also just be like, you can say anything you want and like you should know better and not have your and band not. be called Cherry Pop and Daddy. So. Right. And it is sort of the thing of like when that happens and we do get a band called Cherry Pop and Daddy's, like what do we do as a society to look to ourselves to go, how could we have allowed this? What did we do to contribute to something like this mm -hmm. that is on now? That's what I call music volume one, I believe it was. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, we should we should know better too. True. Just as, just we as should. consumers, just shame like, on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us gaslight ourselves. <laughs> yes. um, but we should be able this... to say like, uh, no, like, do you want to listen to this band Trey Papanatis? And I would say to you, no, I'm not interested in hearing that. I, I, I want to agree, and part of me also just can't bring myself to do it because <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm so, I just have so much anger in my heart towards these men and their suits and their names and, and their songs. Yeah. Yeah. Also another thing, well, I, by the way, <laughs> and, and yes, y you of course don't have to agree Thank with you. me. And as a woman, <laughs> I, I will take this stance. Good. No, and I, and I support you. You know, I'm with it. Thank you. So the lyrics, as I'm singing these lyrics, I'm really, really bathing in what they are. <laughs> right. They talk about the pipes and the chains or whatever. So yeah. I feel like they have some sort of sense of the riot. Yeah. Right. Because we were kind of like, these guys, this song's not about the riot at all. But right. maybe it's about the riot a little, which makes it kind of worse. Their whole, like, he didn't know it was about the riot. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I am also not buying the we didn't know story. Because the imagery, I'm like, so what are the pipes and chains for, daddy? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, spending more time with it, I agree. Because yeah. who's that whispering in the trees? It's two sailors and they're on leave. And it was the Navy and the Marines that had come in and started beating people up. I think the narrative is 
the Navy's coming in to beat up the Zoot Suiters. Yep. And there's a big brawl, and the Zoot Suiters are banging all their women. Essentially, yes. But I don't mean but. I mean and. It kind of <laughs> yes. seems like... Yes, and. Yes, and. No, and. <laughs> it seems to me like the song is sung from the point of view of the sailors, Right? right. That's what I don't get. Like, it feels like they're kind of romanticizing, kind of like... No, 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 no. Because he says, now you sailors know where your women come for love. So oh. is this sort of a Greek choir vibe of a storyteller telling this tale that's unfolding? I believe that the narrator, our protagonist, if you would, is a person in a zoot suit... And they see the sailors coming and they're like, we're ready for a fight. Oh, well, I like that better. I do too. But then, of course, when he was like, I don't know. You knew, though. But he's like, he's trying not to be political and divisive. He's like, I want this song to be for everyone, which I think would have been better if he was just like, this song is about, you know, fuck those sailors. They were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted the song to be for everyone, you wouldn't have your name be what it is and you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't play dumb like yeah just like embrace it in a way of like we wanted to write a song because that's kind of cool like i never knew before this podcast that it was about a real thing that happened you know so here's his quote i don't mind if people take it as a latino anthem but i was just trying to pay tribute to this new breed of swingers that was emerging i just like stylish people Stop it. Also, Navid has that as the background of his computer. Like, it's just, it's just still there. Yeah. He didn't need that quote again, but he just liked it. It's just inspiring to him every day. <laughs> he just changed it in quotes and it says anonymous or something. Like, it's like yeah, yes, a book yes. of great quotes. It's my quote of the day I just, again. I, I don't know. I just like stylish people. Gandhi. <laughs> I have it up on my wall here. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Okay, so let's talk about the process that we went through making this cover. Yeah, so after we last spoke, the end of our previous conversation, when we talked about maybe we'll do it like this, maybe we'll do it like that, I, of course, was like, let's do like a Mike Patton thing, like I always do. And then, <laughs> you know, we, we all kind of like gave our, well, maybe this. And um, and then what did we end up doing? Navid, you made a little demo at first? Yeah, well, I, um, yes. Is the answer. Okay. Um, great podcast. So, and? Yes. Um, <laughs> so I had another version that I don't think I ever sent to you guys that I was modeling it after Believe by Cher. Do you believe in life after love? Love that track. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll play you a clip of that here. That's lovely. And that Mario was. Kart. Yeah, definitely. So I was trying to get the Believe vibe going. Absolutely. I, just, I couldn't quite nail it. So I mm. went back to the drawing board. I started listening to The Real McCoy. It's one of the best of that era. Yes. And it's got the diva versus sexy low voice guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We love it. And from that, I got us to where we are. Mm-hmm. 
I honestly was just like listening to the real McCoy and then like going in. It's like, okay, it has this dry electric piano. It's like, put that in. It's, it's got this kind of like synth pad, put that in. Find the house drum loop. Then I went online. Splice is a sample service that I use. Nice. Uh, Splice.com. If you want to be a sponsor, what's up? <laughs> what's uh, up? And I grabbed just some like diva vocal hooks. Come on, take me up. And then, Rachel, you had your way with it. I really, I feel like I really did. Yeah. And we had had some sort of discussion and text of like what you were kind of sending and what our plan was. And I like, I loved it immediately and I was so excited about it. And then when I started to try and play around with singing, the part that I think we had like originally intended for me to sing, I was just like, not, I I was, it was fun, but I was having so much more fun doing the manly part that I was like, okay, well, I really want to try to do that and see if the boys will uh, be down for letting the girl, uh, Try on the boy pants. <laughs> Who's that whispering in the trees? It's two sailors and they're on leave. I wish I could have thought of a better analogy as I was saying <laughs> that, but <laughs> we ended up where we ended. But I, I, I think I then just kind of sent over what I had been working with. Uh, and I don't think I had added like the whole sort of dramatic Zoot Suit Riot call yet or anything. Zoot Suit Riot! <laughs> But I think I just sent over, okay, this is if I do this part. And then, oh, I had done the scatting, though. Because I hadn't sang that other verse that is now in there. Yeah. Because those lyrics were, uh, Gabe, you let me know how you found them. Because it ended up great. I'm so glad that you did it. A whipped up jitterbugging brown eyed man. But I was... Jitterbugging man was I was having a hard time with. <laughs> I, I mean, just to say, like, yeah, I, I mean, I totally could appreciate how you were just like, I'm not going to do this. And I, I really, I really appreciated how you were just like so into it to a point. And you were like, you know, it'd be better if I just like scatted like more. And so there was like a bunch. Yeah. I think there was a bunch more scatting. So much more. Than we ended that up we using. Cut. Yeah. It was one of those moments for me of like, <laughs> like doing the final edit on it. It's like, oh, I want to leave all the scattering in. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. Navid, <laughs> Navid hit me up and was like, so I took out your verse for the most part because I wanted to leave all the scattering in. And I was like, well, maybe that's not the best way to do this because I was doing the was lyrics right. and Rachel was just yeah. doing the scattering. <laughs> yes. And so maybe there's a balance to be reached here. And Navi was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good point, you know? No, no, you're you're right. Okay, so when I finally, like, got this, uh, I was like, I get to do that oily man in, like, the refinery or whatever. Like, in those videos, it's always, like, just, you're kind of like, okay, this is, like, a lady and she's amazing and she doesn't need anybody. And then she's she's maybe singing about somebody and that's enough. And then all of a sudden it's always like, and I'm here too. And you're like, oh, 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 who's this guy? I thought you were just kind of dancing in the video, but you're actually part of this somehow. Yeah. 
And so I was so excited that I got to be that guy because I always found that character (laughs) in these songs to be really funny. So I started doing it and it kind of had that sort of Mike Patton, like low creep voice. And it kind of, I don't know if you ever played the the video game Tekken, but it was like a a robot guy that would be like, good morning. (laughs) I kind of sound like that guy. And then I, I kind of sound like um, Aphex Twin come to daddy. Yes, a hundred percent. As soon as I was like, who's your daddy? I was like, this is familiar to me, but I couldn't remember until afterwards. But anyway, I was... That's um, amazing. So I was doing my best to just kind of do that. And I liked, you know, I was doing those lyrics and yes, they are insane. And um, yeah. So funny. And then I was kind of lis- <laughs> I was listening back to my like just my vocal track alone, like in these noise canceling headphones that I have. I'm pointing to them. Uh, <laughs> listeners. God, I was laughing so hard because it sounded so funny. And so, yeah, anyway, I had a great time doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was glad that you didn't do it so that I could have. So we had room for the, the sexy, oily guy voice. Yeah, we needed that because it really it's an institution in this kind of genre of music. It really is this sort of like. And that's also why I wanted to have that big Zoot Suit Riot belt because I feel like there's always just this insane belt that happens at some point in yes. one of those songs and like very it just impressive. I must say <laughs> thank you impressive. so yeah. much yeah. super good like when I first heard it I was like whoa I Damn. appreciate that Damn. so much I was seriously <laughs> Dan is here the whole time that we're like doing vocals because he's helping yeah. me and it would kind of just came out of nowhere and I was like a, a way away from the mic and just like went for it and he started dying laughing and I was yeah. like we have to keep doing that and and we got it to a point where I was really happy with it same with the scatting it was just like <laughs> I started doing it and we just both started having way way too much fun with it to the point where I think we cut out a lot of scatting yeah. <laughs> that we sent you like what it was our edited down version so amazing it was so much fun uh, upcoming uh Jewel Riders. So yes. A hundred. Well, and time. the other member of the band, Taylor, uh-huh. literally like, I don't even know if she's heard like the final version yet, but the one that we were just working on, she had me send to her because she genuinely like was enjoying <laughs> listening to it every single day. She was yes. like singing along with that. it and loved yeah. it. And she was like, this is how we should like start band practices too. just like take a song and let's just like let's just go for that vibe and do that. And I was like, absolutely. This has been teaching me a lot about how to write music at all. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I I was um, like talking with Taylor, like through Instagram instant messenger because uh, my fiance and I were going to be in Portland and I knew that Taylor was into like mushroom stuff like uh, foraging or she does more. She grows. She grows, but uh, she grows. I knew she she was loosely involved in (laughs) mushroom stuff. Yes. My partner is really into mushroom stuff. So I was like, oh, I should hit up Taylor. Like maybe they could show us some cool spots. And, and then Taylor's just like, that cover you guys <laughs> so good she really liked it and i thought that was so funny and i was like yeah so anyway like why i wrote to you was not because of that and uh, but it was nice to have taylor's support yes she really truly genuinely loved it and i i do too like i i think if i heard this song come on and I'm, I don't know, maybe I am totally biased. Maybe this is insane. But if I heard this song came on, it wasn't our song or a friend of mine's song. Mm-hmm. And I heard I would dance to it. I would think it was a really fun track. Would I think it was funny too? Well, yeah, honey. But I mean, that's how I feel about my band, Jewel Riders. Like, I feel like you. It, that's the whole point. We got to have some fun here. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. We're in our 30s making pop music. Right. Yes. It's yeah. all fun. 
Yeah, I, think- I like the practice of doing the covers, not trying to do a, a tribute version of us like doing a true cover where you yes. kind of put your own spin on a song it's been really good practice as a musician absolutely you take out the hard part of writing the song it's like the song's written it's like now really try to dive into the production of the song yeah seriously and it's like just a i mean now we're just getting into like why your podcast is good which is cool because i love your podcast but <laughs> okay. it's like it's just such a great idea because I love that I was able to end up enjoying the song. We truly, in my opinion, polished this turd. Victory! I love it. I love it. And um, I think you were starting to mention before we were rolling, Rachel, that the song we made is really catchy, gets stuck in your yes. head. Yes. I, I felt the same way. Maybe to the point where I was like, uh-oh, I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't think I want this in my head. <laughs> yes. And so... <laughs> While I'm proud of what we've done here, I'm mostly I'm proud of what we've done because it sounds to me like it was a success, meaning you, Rachel, like it more than the yes. original. Am I right yes. to assume? You are 100% correct. I think one of the reasons that this works, this style of music, 90s kind of Euro house stuff, those songs are generally nonsense. Yeah. And silly. So it takes away any meaning this song could have had yeah and it actually like the lyrics fit in that kind of song because you're used to hearing nonsense lyrics and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things like so it it fits more than like it taking itself kind of seriously as like a swing revival song that you're supposed to enjoy Yeah, yeah yeah it's endearing this way i mean it seems like a success to me because the lyrics fit in this style of music better than they fit in the swing style yeah. where you're sort of like in my veins hot music ran does sound like a lyric from one of those 90s totally songs. now you sailors know where your women come for love <laughs> like that that's a google translate <laughs> yeah yeah literally yes so i have some uh, audience feedback here I'm ready. So, everyone's favorite, Lauren H. Lauren H. Says, Sounds like it came from a musical in hell. (laughs) Satan is singing this song, and you have been damned to swing dance for all eternity. (laughs) Oh my god, I love... Also, like, the theater nerd in me is flattered, you know? Like, (laughs) yes. Our friend Derek says... Weird Al's version is better. Fat waddling down the street. It's just me because I love to eat. I mean, but yeah, I, Weird Al's version is almost always better. And Wait. then to the contrary, our friend Asher says even the Weird Al version sucks. Oh, and he loves oh. Weird Al. He loves Weird Al. I'm sorry, can we pause? What is the Weird Al version? A uh, grapefruit diet. Grapefruit diet. Throw out the pizza and beer. Oof. Okay, that that's that is pretty rough, even considering Weird House by Weird House standards. Phoned it in for sure on that one. <laughs> yeah, like so it was pretty mixed responses, honestly, about half and half. Yeah, I mean, I I I would also ask these people, what's your connection to '90s? Was this art to our song or to Cherry Popping Daddies? Oh, Just Cherry Popping Daddies. Daddies. Cherry Popping Daddies. Great, 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 great. Yeah, great. So it was pretty split. People being like, "Oh, that was such a fun song. Like it was a classic." And then one friend messaged me saying, "This better not be a turd polisher song. This song's great." <laughs> I said, "It absolutely is a turd polisher song." So I had him send me a, a voice memo in defense of uh, Zitsu Riot. We're getting an argument. 
Uh-huh. For Zoot Suit, okay. And he mentioned some points that we've brought up, so here we go. In defense of Zoot Suit Riot, I would like to submit the following. Considering it basically single-handedly revived long-dead music into popular and, at the time, sort of cool consciousness, I can't see how this song is a turd. I mean, it's catchy, it's dark, and you can dance to it. Dark! But really, it comes as close to a teachable history lesson about racism as a popular dance song could get in the 90s. Uh, It's about a historical episode of racism against Mexican-Americans in Los Angeles, specifically in June 1943. Look it up. Look it up. (laughs) Also, I think Zoot Suits are cool, and they're due for a comeback. But mostly (laughs) the history and the dancing is why I think this song is not a turd. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. It's so so good, too. It's so good to defend to defend it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, shit. Like, he I made some he great used, points. Yeah, I was going to say the he same. Used he used the points that oh. we listed about why you hate it. as to, <laughs> Like, the literal reasons why you hate it. It's like, the style of music sucks. The dancing's <laughs> terrible. It's about racism. <laughs> I was like, that's why it's great. <laughs> He's like, it's cool. It was, it looked cool. Like, that's the fact that the last point was like, I think zoot suits are cool. It's like, okay. You know, well, you know and I mean, that's, that what this, that's what this comes down to is like, do you think zoot suits are cool? Well, exactly. Do you think zoot yeah. suits are No, like, you know, it's, no. About, it's about personal taste. So like, I don't know if I've ever told this story on this podcast, but Ooh. when I was in kindergarten, I think my teacher said, today at snack, we're going to have Brussels sprouts. What? At which point I said, yuck. Because I was raised by my father to hate Brussels sprouts, right? Right. And by television. Yeah. I'm like, this is what the 90s, right? I'm like, that yeah. stuff was known as ick. Okay, great. I'm glad we're all in agreement here. So anyway, my teacher goes, well, you, you should go to the principal's office right now for, for what just happened. And I was like, well, this is scary. I went to like a Jewish kindergarten. So I went to the rabbi's office. So I'm going to the rabbi's office and it's kind of scary. I'd never been sent to the principal's office before. I'm five. I'm in trouble. And I go to him and he says to me, you shouldn't do that because there might have been other people there that liked mm. Brussels sprouts and you might have influenced their opinion of it. Mm. And I that really stuck with me. I wasn't told that my opinion was wrong and that my tastes were wrong. It was just more so about like, maybe don't yuck their mm. yum. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that's kind of stuck with me. And um, I mean, obviously in the moment, I was like, what the fuck did I do? Like everybody knows <laughs> that there's a universal truth that Brussels sprouts are gross. Because up to this point, that's what You're I You're like, thought. I'm just the truth teller that's saying it. <laughs> Someone had to say it. You know. Somebody had to say this. I just tell it like, you know, I calls it like I <laughs> sees him. You know what I'm saying, Rabbi? And he's like, Have right you on. seen any television, Rabbi? <laughs> yeah. You feel me, Rabbi? I was like, I'm done. I'm done with Judaism. And I was. I was done. But <laughs> That was what did it. <laughs> but no, you know, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying at all that I didn't go through life feeling like a total fucking alien because I totally did. But um, looking back at that, it, it has some sort of significance to me. And it's sort of like, oh, like. I'm not wrong to hate Brussels sprouts. I'm really not. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm just fascinated with that kind of like, one, when I was five, I didn't know I would have influence over anybody. And I don't really think I should, but people are, are sensitive and permeable and 
it's interesting, especially when we're little and, you know, growing up, we're super peer influenced. And so it's like the person next to you saying this food tastes bad and you would actually go, I used to think it tastes good, but Mm. I actually like physiologically now agree with you. That shit's pretty powerful to me. So, Mm. yeah, I I totally agree. And I think those conversations are really fun. And I think that it's honestly, I've found that it's kind of tough to have them sometimes because people get really personal, like that you're kind of saying that you don't like them or you don't you think that they're bad for liking something that you think is bad. And I totally am like in the same boat as you of like stuff is different for everyone and and you could be affected by something in literally such a different way than I am in music, movies, food. Like, let's talk about why you hated that movie and it's my favorite of all time. You know, like, I think those can be interesting conversations and it's fun to kind of get swayed to and be like, oh, I never thought of why that sucks so bad and now I'm realizing that it does, you know? And like, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's just interesting to have those kinds of conversations and to see... I don't think I would be swayed, and I i guess now I know after doing the podcast, not swayed on the old CPDs. <laughs> okay. So, um, End of episode. I think it's already been said, but just for, you know, good measure. Rachel, you're feeling like we did, we did what we came here to do? We absolutely did. We 100% did. I'm like, I'm excited to hear this episode when it drops and hear the song again and have it on my Spotify wrapped next year. Love it. And um, yeah, me too. And Navid. Yeah. You. What, how do you feel about the, how do you feel about the cover? You happy? I love the cover. I think it's great. Super fun. And I think more, more listenable than the original. More danceable for sure. More danceable for sure. Yeah. I, I'm feeling like the song for me, uh, it hit, it hits, it hits the targets, you know, it's funny and it, it's different which I really appreciate like a cover should be different enough yes and I agree I like that there's no swing fucking bullshit going on not that I'm not a fan of like horns and stuff but we still got the scatting we still preserved the most important part of this which the mo- clearly whatever and um <laughs> yeah yeah um, anyway you both you you're both pros you both did a great job and so it was, it was easy it was like actually maybe worth saying like I was kind of nervous at how easy it was because it's like mm. would this follow-up be at all fun to be like then it just happened but you know right. that's okay it happened because yeah. it was meant to be yes i feel like if we were, had been all in one room jamming together it would have been uh, done uh, quicker than we even did it because we were just in some zone all together yeah. you know but separate and totally. i feel like we were really tapping into this uh, nostalgic love that we all shared yeah, it would have been the uh, Zoot Suit Riot EP. We would have had six uh, covers yes. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A four-hour Hulu documentary <laughs> in our honor yeah, exactly. afterwards. Cool. Well, I guess uh, if that's it, Rachel, this has been so fun to connect with you and make music with you. So thanks so much for doing this with us and um, sharing your your inner self and your vulnerability with you know your trauma from this deeply deeply problematic song and for doing this with us and you know finishing a song and finishing an episode is i mean i think we should have a little trophy for you it doesn't always, right. always doesn't always I get this that. far so. <laughs> yeah. so good good on you for for um you know sticking with it and yeah i appreciate you so thank you yeah. absolutely thank you do you have anything to uh plug yes please um stream hey lover by jewel writers hey. 
currently our only single, but we um, have stuff in the works to come out in the future so that we're really excited about. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at Old Rachel, uh, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And sometimes I post sketches or little stand-up clips and stuff like that, which is fun. And yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm like kind of sad that this is um, coming to an end because it was so fun and silly. And I, those are my favorite things to do. Well, you know. Try not to be sad that it's over. Just glad it happened. And this has been great. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you both. All right. Good night, y'all. Good Good night. Bye. Riot. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. Turd Polisher is hosted by me, Gabe Katz, and Navid Manucheri. It is produced and edited by Navid Manucheri. 
Our cover was mixed and mastered by Paul Hale at Greenhouse Recording in Petaluma, California. You can follow us on Twitter at, at @polisherturd or on Instagram at, at @turdpolisher underscore podcast. You can also check out our covers on our Bandcamp, turdpolisher.bandcamp.com. Yes, Daddy. I know. Even saying it now is like I.